Hey, listener, this is just a heads up that we actually, for our patrons, had already done our first impressions on Duran Duran. So we are releasing it out in the wild for everyone. Please excuse us if we sound very different. That came out about five months ago. So we've changed microphones, audio setup and levels of life enjoyment. We're deader than we were before. Yes. But stay tuned for the end, though, where we're still going to be doing a very special Q&A. And since we're not a video, we can't say jump to this timestamp. So you'll just have to play around with the, <laughs> you'll just have to play around with the audio to figure that one out. Yeah. It's probably around the 20 minute mark. Anyway, let's get on to it. Welcome to a special patron-only Shonen Flop Chibi, a First Impressions mini-episode where we talk about the first chapter of a series that recently started in Shonen Jump. I'm Jordan, and with me today, as usual, is my co-host, David. Say hi, David. Hi, David. What series are we covering this week, David? Well, hi, David. More like, hi, I'm Doran. That's a Dungeons and Daddies reference for the, I don't even know stop, what the overlap stop, between patrons stop, no, and people no, that listen no, to no, it. No, 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 not, not a good bit. Move on. Fuck you. It's great. If you listen to Dungeons and Daddies like I told you to. Listener, uh, if you want to get that joke and for it to be funny to you, uh, you should listen to like um, 50 hours of a completely different podcast. It's literally the best D&D podcast ever made, I'm just saying. Anyway, they're not paying us, David. Why are you giving them shout outs? All right. Like if they want to sponsor us, sure, whatever. I'll talk about Dungeons and Daddies. They ain't giving me any goddamn money because we don't have a segment in our normal podcast where we say, hey, you should check out this unrelated thing that likewise, they don't pay us to mention anything. I'll go yell at Dan and say, Disney's not paying us. Why did you say watch <laughs> The Mandalorian instead of fucking reading Barrage? As everybody knows, we are paid directly by Fujimoto to talk about Chainsaw Man. That is true. Jordan, I feel like there's that like old Kanye West meme where it's like, would you suck Kanye West's dick for $10 million? And someone was like, what's the catch? And it would be like the same meme. <laughs> would you suck Fujimoto's dick for $10 million? Yeah, what is the catch there? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking that levitation video he put out. Wait, Kanye or Fujimoto? No, Fujimoto. He put out a video on YouTube where he tried to levitate. And it just shows him <laughs> jumping in the air and falling back down on his broom. How is he so fucking on brand all the time? And I just love how his Twitter is that he's like a four year. He's like a fourth grade girl. Fucking rules. And people have to be like, yes, this is Fujimoto's actual Twitter account. Well, that's interesting because, I mean, you think about the main characters of, uh, of Look Back and hmm. Yeah, maybe, maybe he's a little egg. Oh, anyway, we ain't talking about fucking Fujimoto today. We're talking about uh, Doron Dororon. <laughs> sure. I'm sure Tucker's like, no, not even close. Doron Dororon. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you would pronounce it way better, David. What's wh How about you pronounce the name? I'm going to pronounce it Doron 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 <laughs> to piss Tucker off. Because you know what? I'll say no ambiguity. I will rather be 0% right than 20% right with the pronunciation of this series. <laughs> so they're just going to write me off as the stupid one and say well duran duran <laughs> that's what i was fit that was the other bit but i just they literally have a website called hiamron.com and that's where they sell their merch is, is at that website who dungeons and daddies yes that's hi i'm ron is their merch website we're still talking about dungeons and daddies no I, anyway so <laughs> this series started running from november 29th <laughs> with five chapters so zero volumes and jordan though who is this series by well <laughs> 
this series is by a uh, little bit of a, a, a return champion for a, re- a return fighter. <laughs> yeah, for on this on this uh, contest of champions, and that is Usuga Gen, who longtime listeners may know is the writer of fucking Golem Hearts. Right? I completely forgot until just now that this was the guy who did Golem Hearts, and I'm so happy to learn that. Yeah, this is a glow up, like. Man, he really, really got a lot better at art. Seriously? Like, oh my god. Is this our first time talking about a series that we covered something that had been canceled but didn't, like, exist? Huh? Is this our first time covering an offer and then after the show had started, he made a new series? Hmm. Because we've covered multiple works by the same offer, but they all were canceled before we started the show. This might be the first time. There you go. Well, mm, what about Phantom Seer? Phantom Seer I fought got canceled, like, before we read Tokyo Shinobi Squad. No, it was running. You're right. Because we were like, oh, I hope it does better in the Tokyo Shinobi Squad. And then it didn't. So you're right. Okay, so this might be the <laughs> second time. Yeah, but this is this is the first time that uh, I was pleasantly surprised yeah. by <laughs> the resulting series. Yeah. And so, Jordan, though, uh, do you want to give your plot summary to help tell the listeners why we actually thought the series was pretty interesting? Here I go. <laughs> what the fuck is this recording? Mamma mia. Recent... <laughs> Recent high school graduate Dora Sasaki wants to be a samurai in order to protect people from the demons who killed his mom. They're called the Mononoke. Once again, as David noted, uh, they are we are avoiding the term yokai, and they love eating people, and children especially. Unfortunately, even though Dora is super strong, he doesn't actually have enough midichlorians to kill the Mononoke, <laughs> so they tell him to leave. And as he's walking home dejected, kicking rocks, looking sad, Dora stumbles upon a child who's being rescued from a really big Mononoke by a much smaller one. Mm -hmm. You see, Dora is incredibly strong, but is unable to harm the demon, while the little guy is able to hurt it, but not strong enough to really do any real damage. So, just like peanut butter and chocolate, the two decide to team up and balance out each other's faults. (laughs) The faults in our stars. At that point, the Mononoke winds up on a children's playground, and the small the small bean mononoke transforms into a sword which dora uses to cut the evil mononoke in half then the little guy reveals that his name is kuzanagi which is of course as we all know say it with me a reference to japanese mythology thank you and dora buys him barbecue (laughs) as the two agree to team up Meanwhile, a samurai examines the wreckage left behind from their fight and really wants to know what the fuck just happened. Just She just has absolutely no fucking clue. <laughs> Jordan, that's a good way of summarizing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really do wonder if there's like an editorial reason why they won't call yokai because there's an there's Aishiyaman, which explicitly calls them yokai. So I wonder if that was on purpose. I feel like to a lot of people, it might just be that the term yokai is a little played that's out. That's true. But then why didn't they stop Aishiyaman from using the term yokai? Well, I don't know if they're stopping it. I think it might be a, a choice where the individual author is like, ah, do I really want to call Gyokai again? Or should I make up like a cool name? And then I think the Ayashiman guy was just like, no, nah, I want to call him Yokai. Yeah. Whereas this guy was like, no, nah, I want to do Mononoke because I like Studio Ghibli. Yeah. I wonder if, because Ayashiman guy used to work for Fujimoto and Fujimoto like, that's fucking stupid. Call him Yokai. <laughs> now, excuse me, I'm going to go le- learn to levitate. <laughs> Fujimoto is responsible for every strange thing that happens in manga. (laughs) He actually told the guy who made PPPPPP that he should go with that name. Maybe it was there were seven P's and he's like, drop the last P. 
No, I think Fujimoto told him that and then just laughs about it with other people. Like, he just totally gave him bad information because he's like, look at that guy. <laughs> I hope he has a group chat with the dude from Dan to Dan, uh, Don to Don <laughs> yeah. and the, 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 the his two main assistants that have been successful. It's going to have like a weird name where I can imagine it's like they pretend to be like old ladies and they think this is like a customer support hotline. <laughs> so it's like it's like I don't know, like with the Japanese equivalent be like Walmart sales support. Fuck, I'm gonna have yeah. to think about this. This is uh this is a fun a fun topic to think about. So though, um I think another fun topic to think about though. So Jordan, what were your first impressions on this? I can definitely tell you you have a positive vibe just from talking with you so far. I feel like after we finished it, we both had kind of the same reaction, which was, huh, I like that. Yeah, I, this was a fun read. I don't think I would be like, oh, I gotta recommend this to people, but it was inoffensive and it's I can't understate how much of an improvement from Golem Hearts this is. Yeah. I don't think it was just inoffensive. I do think it was, like, legitimately pretty good. It, it wasn't mind-blowing. Like, it wasn't, like, the first chapter of Chainsaw Man. But I was into it, man. After I finished it, I was like, man, that was, that was like, a good way to spend, like, a half hour. Yeah, I, I really, I think it was a good change of pace versus Philosophy School, which was complete dog shit. And Nero, I wouldn't say it's as good as like Dondadon's first chapter, but it's I really like uh, Dora. I really like his mom. And I love how the first scene in the manga is actually Dora at his mother's grave. And the first thing I noticed was that Dora says I graduated high school, which shocks me because it's like, holy shit, you can actually graduate from high school. Ninety <laughs> percent of the manga that I, that I read involves them in high school. So it's so surprising <laughs> to be like, oh, wow, this guy just out of it yeah and then so this author really likes having wholesome parents because that mom was really nice just like the dad in golem hearts which is still probably the nicest dad we've ever read in manga besides maybe the samurai eight dad this guy's the only shonen jump author who has a positive relationship with both of his parents i don't know the guy who made cop and dolphin might mm, no i think that he had a really bad relationship with his biological parents that's actually one of my favorite things about Ant-Man is that they make the stepdad like as like a really nice, caring guy. And I really appreciate that trope. I know we intentionally were going to have nice stepdad as a trope in that comic we were working on. Or what's his, what's his face? Um, fucking Bob from Stranger Things. Though the best mom is still, of course, uh, fuck, what's his name? Steve. Steve's still the best mom in oh, that yeah, show. Oh, yeah, yeah, from Stranger Things. Yeah, 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 <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, 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 you're right. <laughs> but I mean, it's not fair when you have fucking... Um, one of the hobbits as your dad, of course, they're going to be nice. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I feel like Bilbo kind of get him on, the, on a <laughs> bad day. You wind up with like a real terror right there. Anyway, but yeah, so I enjoyed it. I think this series, though, actually not so much feels like fixed golem hearts, but it feels like fixed bone collection, where it's the same idea where it's in Tokyo, people dealing with yokai, people just wanting to get involved, where it's definitely a lighter tone. I mean, there's eating children in the first chapter, but just by the art style and just how it feels structured. It's goofy. Yeah, it definitely doesn't feel like it's going to get very intense or stressful like other series. I don't know. I feel like it will, like, it'll escalate. Mm -hmm. I do like the tone. There's, like, the rise of this trope, and we saw it in Ayashiman of a character who's just, like, really fucking strong, but just has nothing to do. I mean, yeah, Ayashiman in this series, if you describe, there's a way to describe Ayashiman that sounds like it's exactly the same plot as this manga. Yeah. And that's the problem. 
Oh, oh, also something I wanted to say. In like the first couple pages, Dora mentions a samurai exam. And I got super worried, David. <laughs> I got real fucking worried. Like, no, stay away from the exam arc. But it turns out they got the whole arc, the whole exam over in like one page because it was a blood test. He failed the blood test. Get out. Bullet dodged. What if this is like retro and the entire thing is in metaphor for how eugenics is bad? I'd support it. You know, yeah. maybe this is set in the Gattaca universe. That's a good movie. I should put that for movie night. Hey, this guy could team up with MASH. I do think that this chapter really took its time. And it's one of those chapters where I think you could have cut 10, 15 pages and he wouldn't have lost much just because while I'm reading all this, I'm kind of like, what is the point of all of this? I never felt like it was too long. Which parts really made you feel that way i don't know it's not like there was like scenes to cut i feel like there was like a page that he could have just not he didn't need to over explain it as much he didn't need to show the tengu situation for so long and yeah it's hard to like distill maybe i'd need to read it again to really say my thoughts but the entire time reading it i just kind of felt like i was waiting for the plot in the first chapter to start and me really get an idea of what's going on like while you're reading it like he's gonna have a solution around getting around this issue but then it's just kind of making you have to wait page after page for what the solution is of how he'll fight yokai even though he can't legally do it yeah it's like the last 10 pages when he actually meets kusangi and so i just really would have liked that to have been shifted maybe had another 10 pages past that so it wasn't quite so near literally the end of it for me to say what is the series long-term plan going to be i kind of agree with that uh i will say like um the mom was kind of a change of pace because it's like usually when you read this stuff and a character is like hey mom i want to be like a super strong fighter guy the typical response is oh kid don't do that no please i'll be worried about you but his mom's just like yeah that'd be great for you man you're always getting into fights and, and causing like damage <laughs> to people yeah whatever shit this will, this will fit you perfectly yeah, yeah it's like when you're like you have like a kid that's like not for college and they say they want to like go to trade school and you're like yeah that's a great idea you didn't need a four-year degree anyway yeah go go be an electrician this is like a specific mom who understands her specific son mm -hmm. and understands what he's good at and where he would be the best and it also shows that she trusts him yeah on some level not to get himself killed it was like a, a relatively small thing but it was like a really interesting dynamic that you don't see a lot like in my hero academia you know like um Deku's mom supports him but while she's doing this she's doing it because she knows in her head or she thinks in her head oh well he's never gonna be a superhero because he doesn't have superpowers yeah dora's mom knows no he's super fucking strong this is not like a joke that he's saying i legitimately think this is a good idea yeah exactly but yeah i mean that's really all i had to say i think the series has potential i hope it stays interesting it has a lot of parts that aren't super unique but you know it's one of those things where it's fine not being like we've had heroes that have no powers in a world of powers and we've had yokai plots and stuff but it's really this is one of those things where if it's done well i really won't have any issues with this series and I like how it's like these two guys, you know, this uh, this one kid and his weird Pokemon, mm -hmm. you know, his, his Dratini. They are the yin and yang, you know, they, they come together. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen next, David? Oh, man. Well, let me see, because I actually wrote my guesses down, unlike you. I forgot to come up with guesses. Oh, so. that's fun. So my first one is I think the main character's dad is a yokai. Mm -hmm. My second guess is I think Dora and Kusangi will have some sort of super form where they combine. Like mm -hmm. DNA Digivolve, like in Tamers, which yeah. best Digimon season 
as we all know. Oh, of course. Yeah. And I think the immediate plot is he's going to get arrested for like a legal collaboration with one. And then they're going to have him like join some like special forces, like a provisional member and some tough guy or some tough characters can maybe the samurai girl's going to be like, if he ever steps out of line, I'm going to kill your friend without any hesitation or something like that. Okay. So my guesses are that, so Kusanagi's whole thing, we haven't really mentioned it. Uh, he is a little Mononoke who refuses to eat human flesh much, much like Edward from Twilight, yeah. our favorite vampire. I think that the food that Dora gives to Kusanagi isn't going to be quite enough. And there's going to be some drama where it's like Kusanagi has like some instincts telling him to go after humans, but he's, he's just such a good boy that he doesn't do it. Yeah. My second one is that I think that that samurai girl is going to be in a similar situation to, you know, like um, the side character from Candy Flurry. Yeah. And then the third thing. um, Okay, I got to I got to come up with a third one. Fuck it. I, I think that Kusanagi is like a legendary Mononoke. That's a good one. Just like other Pokemon. You know, you know, this guy's uh, art style seems to remind me of Pokemon a lot. Yeah. Well, that's because, you know, he likes drawing wholesome Pokemon style stuff. All right. I mean, he his original was a battle man was a Pokemon style battle manga. Oh, was I mean, uh, Golem Hearts was you and your Golem fighting people. That was like um, Digimon rather Pokemon switch mixed with Zatchbell. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. No, you're, yeah, you're totally right. Yeah. So anyway, David, uh, would you read another 10 chapters of Doron Doron? Yeah, I think I'm going to go catch up after this. How about you? I think I will too. And then uh, Jordan, what's your power word? My power word is Pokemon. Mine was uh, wholesome. Yeah, this is just a fun, wholesome nice. read. You know, it's wholesome mom. Sucks she's dead, but still wholesome mom. <laughs> Sucks she dead, but hey, I'm different. Happens to all of us. Moms die sometimes, unfortunately. Well, it's a Shonen Jump protagonist that has both their parents still alive. Yeah. Really? Like, I can't think of any. I really can't either. Let's see. Uh, maybe gone. He acts like his mom doesn't exist. I mean, his mom is, is dead. That's his aunt, who he calls his mom. I thought, did they confirm his mom died? Actually, you know what? Now that you mention it, I don't know if they ever did. He had the tape, and he's like, keep listening if you want to hear about your mom, and then he stopped listening. And then he said his aunt is his mom. I fucking love gone. Yeah. Anyway, you want to do the shoutouts? Oh. For sure. Let me get it out. Yeah. So first of all, though, Jordan, I want to say thank you so much for editing. Sorry, I had a frog in my throat. Jordan, first of all, I want to say thank you so much for editing this episode that people are listening to right now. I also want to give props to Shannon for the awesome cover art. You can find her online at Illuminati. So even though she's not working on the show, you're still going to hear her be thanked in every GB episode because she did make that art. Oh, of course. And she deserves it. I want to give thanks to Tucker for assistance with pronunciation, translation, other miscellaneous research. If you're listening to this, uh, be sure to join the Shonen Flop Discord. Come hang out with us and talk about anime, games, or whatever else is on your mind. We also have book club and do regular movie nights. You can find a link to it in the show notes. And if you've been enjoying the podcast and you want to help us keep going, consider subscribing to our Patreon, which you're probably doing right now. Yeah, but... that's right. Yeah. Hey, hey, everybody uh, listening to this patrons only uh, podcast. You should subscribe to, this, to us on this little website called Patreon. Yeah. So the main reason I still include this is because 200 IQ move, what happens when Duran Duran, if it ever gets canceled and we put this out as our chibi episode, Jordan, um, we don't have to re-record this audio. Damn, you're right. Yeah. So <laughs> so that's why Patreon, just Ooh. in case we ever have to do that. Ooh, okay, okay. 
So we do appreciate all of our patrons, though. But if you're listening and you aren't a patron, you can find us at patreon.com slash flop. And I want to give a big thank you to our Chainsaw Man and King of the Forest patrons. First of all, I want to give a big thank you to our Chainsaw Man patrons. They make a really awesome financial commitment every month. And that is Pterodactyl Ghost and T. Wolfwood, who is actually listening in right now. Because if you are a King of the Forest and Chainsaw Man, you actually can listen to us record every single episode when we can. So that's at least every TV, every patron episode. It's a little tricky with guests, but we still try and make that work. Hey, what up, Traffy? And then speaking of King of the Forest, I want to give a thank you to Albi. Can't wait to get a taste of Sean's Moist Taco. Uh, we'll talk <laughs> about them later, about appropriate Patreon names. Gabe Lando, Maji Knights, Mark, Matt Solvich, Marty, Overrated Apples, Scarlet uh, Myrmidon, The, BB King, BB The, and that's the last one. I was about to give the name someone who wasn't a King of the Forest, so I am sorry, but your name has been stricken from the record. Try better next time. Bye, yeah. No, no not bye to you yet. Just like, goodbye to that guy. Yeah, <laughs> and if you're not ready for a regular commitment, consider buying some merch. We have a ton of awesome designs, including the much-requested Gomez Moon and Matchup Punching Harry Potter shirts, and a portion of the proceeds go back to the original artist to boot. And no worries, though, if you can't help the show out financially, if you can just like, rate, review, or share our show, it really helps us build up a ton. We are trying to drive up people to give us Spotify reviews, so if you haven't yet, it takes five seconds, means a ton. It would be great if we could really get uh, another 300 Spotify likes, just like we have on iTunes. And you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever else you can get your podcast. But you probably already knew that because this is most likely <laughs> you're a patron listening. Yeah. <laughs> most likely because you're a patron. So yes, yeah, so you can find this patron exclusive content on Patreon. Yeah, hey everybody. Go to at Shun and Flopcast and you can learn how to uh, how to find our Twitter there. <laughs> but also, thank you so much, David, for uh, putting all this shit together and editing the main episode. Can't do it without you, friend. It's been a lot of fun. David, say it. Keep on flopping, floppers. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to that episode of Duran Duran. Now for the Q&A, like we promised. Just a reminder, if you want to be asked, you are welcome to post your questions in the Q&A channel on the Discord, which you can find a link to in our show notes or on our site. We get priority to our patrons, people who haven't asked questions before or haven't had their question answered in a while. First one is from Agpa. If you had to make a soundtrack for one flop, what series would you pick and what music would you choose? Jordan, I'm going to leave this one to you because I'm sure your answer will be much better than mine. I would do Red Hood. Because, you see, Red Hood reminds me of the artwork from the 70s heavy metal magazine. And as such, the soundtrack would be very similar to, like, Blue Oyster Cult, you know, like some real classic hard rock and maybe, like, some speed metal, a little bit of that. I think it could work out. How about you? I actually think that Samurai 8 would be really cool where you could do that kind of vaporwave, like, techno, but still Japanese-inspired music that's really cool. Also, uh, Samurai 8's art was very heavily influenced by Mobius, who also made art for Heavy Metal Magazine. Yeah. Think of true. So Blue Oyster Cult could also be in the Samurai 8 adaptation, except I think what you were talking about probably fits more. (laughs) Hey, there's no bad answers, but there are better answers, which is what I said. Ah, yeah, I guess. All right. Up to the next question is from Giant. Yeah, Giant. Yeah, that sounds right. What manga do you think would be better as a novel or vice versa? And I actually think I Tell C would have been really fun as a novel versus a manga because I think it would have been able to have fit a lot more of the really interesting character writing that it excelled at. It's very difficult to do mystery piecemeal like that. And so if they could just set it as one set block, you know, they can see the plot much better. They don't have to worry about making things up week to week. And it really would have better fit the tone and desire of what the author wanted out of that series. 
I can see that, except that I think ITLC's tone fit wonderfully, and I think it's a very good manga. But what I think would have been a better novel is actually Level hmm. E. Could you imagine just reading a novel about that shit? All this, like, sci-fi stuff going to another planet where you're fighting, like, monsters and turning into the Power Rangers and shit? I don't know. That might be kind of interesting. I don't usually read that in a yeah. manga. And Tagashi is just so good at writing in general, and he clearly loves writing a yeah, lot. we all have read the fucking novel that was a Chimera <laughs> Ant. Uh, I also yeah. want to say uh, Dude Rocks pointed out that Stealth Symphony would have probably been better as a light novel given the author's origin, and I think that's a good point. Yeah, but the art was, like, the star of that manga. The art was the best part. Yeah, that's true. What about you, Jordan? What's a novel that you would have wanted to see as a manga? I don't read many books at all but there was like this one book i read years ago called heroes die that i think would be really cool because it's like in the far distant 1984 future actors are people who actually go into an alternate dimension where it's a fantasy world so it managed to be both hard sci-fi and high fantasy at the exact same That's pretty time intense. i love it it was pretty cool what about you i actually just realized i think world war z could be really fun yeah, because okay. it's an anthology series, so, like, it would be cool if, like, it was monthly and each chapter just told one of the stories. Isn't that just The Walking Dead? No, no, no. No, my, no. And then next up from Dude Rocks, would you rather eat an entire onion or drink a gallon of expired milk? Expired milk is just as healthy to drink as regular milk. It just tastes god-awful. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true I would either. rather eat an entire onion because I actually I actually train myself to eat, enjoy eating onions. Not raw <laughs> onions. I'm not that crazy, but at least cooked onions. I was like, onions show up too much in recipes, and they are, you know, the base player of ingredients. You want me to ask you about what? that, but I won't. The base? <laughs> yeah, it. well, think about it. No one is ever like, wow, the onion's so oh, good God, in this dish. But you can, it. without an onion in the dish, you can just, there's a level of flavor heightening that doesn't exist because the onion just assists the other flavors. Cool. But, yeah, I, uh, I believe you. I believe that's you, That's completely yeah. true. It's like how, you know. No, I believe you. You're right. Probably, Probably, yeah. asshole. Probably, yeah. Anyway. And yeah, I'm the same way. I have eaten onions before. It sucks. I don't like to do it, but like in a pinch, if I have to, if the fate of the world rests in the balance, I can do that. <laughs> All right. Next up is from Joey Votostan, who asks, who are your favorite and least favorite co-hosts? So, Ashley, David, fucking I hate that guy. I refuse to answer this question on the grounds of the Fifth Amendment. Jordan, though, I figure why don't we uh, talk about some of our favorite guests we've had, though we love all of our guests. So, Jordan, just without even doing some research or thinking just top of the dome, what would you say are some of your favorite people you've had on the show? Trey, Hassan, mm -hmm. uh, Audrey, mm -hmm. uh, who I'm going to be on. I'm going to be on the Pine Cups yeah. podcast. I'm going to record that in a couple oh, hours, I love actually. It. I watched Transformers Animated. Mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty good. Also, Great Big Sword, who was the winner of Best Episode. Yes. Yes. I think in recent history, I absolutely loved both Murphy Napier and Shuckmeister were fantastic guests. Oh, Shuckmeister was fantastic. I really liked Alyssa, Alyssa Salah. Oh, yeah. All of the comic creators were great, too, like Xander Cannon and Joey, where we had three people all from the same publisher, and we should ask them to sponsor our show. Yeah. Oh, Xander Cannon, that was yeah. so Did, Didn't you ask cool. him for, like, Holy comic book shit. advice, and he got back to you? Yeah, he did. It was, like, oh, really cool. Oh, and X. Of course, yep. yeah. We're just going to list off every single person we've had because... I mean, really, it's just we've never had a bad episode. Because we don't want to burn any bridges, and if we if we leave people yeah. off, then, like, that's going to be a problem. Alex Patak, Mother's Basement, um, just, just listing everybody. Most recent guest, uh, Joseph. Tim, Tim Bat. Bat was great. Yeah, uh, but I think the... Yeah, we, literally, <laughs> we can just name every one of our guests. So, yeah. 
let's uh let's not do yeah. that and let's and even yeah <laughs> this has been this has gone too long all right, 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 right. so next up is our final question from weeaboobs ash speaking of guests what genre of manga do you guys need to jump into i actually was thinking about this based on the patreon poll in how we haven't really talked about any horror manga besides ghost stories so i'm actually excited to which is yeah. does not count <laughs> just a spoiler for people who are interested. We are going to do a poll between two horror manga that Jordan really likes, Blood on the Tracks, and gosh, yes, Yo. the one where someone asked Junji Ito, hey, what is the shark with legs supposed to represent? He said, sharks are scary, but you don't have to be worried about them if you're on land. Let's fix that. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Fucking rules. Oh, love Junji Ito. I don't know if this is really considered a genre. I, I don't think it is, but shoujo? Yeah. We need to do an episode of Shoujo Flop at some point. We really do, because like we're only familiar with shonen manga just because of the fact that we both grew up as boys. And that's like a significant portion of manga that we don't know anything about. And I, I would like to change that. I want to I want to read some horrible flopped sho shoujo manga. Yeah, you know? we'll have to. Um, what was the name of the show where we read that shoujo? It was something of the dawn. Oh, was that that was the one with the oh the demons yeah. and there was the the dragon the ice dragon yeah yeah okay Yona of the Dawn so big shout out though to the Yona of the Dawn where we are on there and we read that yeah. manga it was a ton of fun so maybe we'll have to have them on to talk do an yeah. episode of Shoujo Flop I'll hit them up actually I still think that we should cover Sailor V we could with them there you yeah go. yeah there you go you you heard it here first Takashi's wife yes canonically canonically that's <laughs> canonically. Just what Jordan calls a fact is canonical. <laughs> That's canonical. And that's just a theory. A podcast theory. <laughs> a real life theory. So I guess it's just, it literally is just a anyway, theory. Anyway, that's all the time we have for today. So I want to start by saying thank you so much for helping edit the chibi. You're very welcome, David. Thank you so much for being the light of my life. Pass. And for editing. No problem. Props to Shannon for the awesome cover. You can find her <laughs> online at Illuminati. Thank you, Dylan, for assistance with editing. You can find his podcast, Anime Out of Context, at AnimeOutOfContext.com. Thanks to Tucker and Maxi B for assistance with pronunciation, translation, other miscellaneous research. Thanks to T-Root, Ozzy, Rat, and T-Wolf for being your awesome transcription volunteers. You can find them on our site as they become available. We are looking for more volunteers, so if you want to help make the show more approachable to people that have issues listening to podcasts, you'll get an awesome shout-out, you'll get some exclusive merch, and, of course, my wonderful admiration. And our deep gratitude. Yes. And then Jordan, speaking of gratitude, do you have gratitude towards anyone else? No, you don't, because you already said that. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> I, that's correct, David. I was like, I don't know, David. You can find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast and our website, ShonenFlop.com. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, wherever else you get your podcast. And come join the Shonen Flop Discord. Open to everyone, patron or not. Come hang out with us and talk about anime games or whatever else is on your mind. We also have a monthly movie night. You can find a link to it in our show notes or on our site. And if you've been enjoying our podcast and want to help us keep going, consider subscribing to our Patreon. We wouldn't be able to keep running the show without their support. You get a ton of awesome perks like bonus content covering Blue Box, PPPPP, and Akane Banashi. You could be joining us during the recording warm-ups and deciding what series we cover next. Find it at patreon.com slash shonenflop. And on that note, I want to read off some of our wonderful patrons. First of all, I want to give a big thank you to our Chainsaw Man patron, Sean, my butterscotch stallion, wants some fuck. Moving on down to the dolphin dad, we have tracking roving animals for all loving girls in Raccoon's Wolfwood. Then going to the king of the forest, we have Albie, Pram, Gabe Lando, Jacob, Andrew Galloway, Josh Robinson, Marty, Rachel, my lovely girl and she's getting wisdom teeth removed so all she'll have left is her intelligence oh. strength charisma and other dexterity teeth left scarlet mirmandin t the 
Real Jory, and Trevor Schechner. Moving on down to the Galactic Ball Federation officers, we have Anthony Chambers, Blah Moo Moo, BS, Dolphin, Dylan Kreider, Eric Alex Klein, Generic Man, Hans, Hunter, Lincoln Frey, Mara Barra, Mike Carpenter, Peter Huntsvec, Sarah Hydra, Shingi Sangamoto, Silly Rookie, Simping for Senpai Ash, Staghorn, That One Welder Guy, and Usopp Major. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Uh, wait, wait. And and also, hey, please go on to my Instagram, Jordan Forbes Art. Please like everything and commission me maybe to draw your, your characters because, uh, oh my God, I need the money. Life's hard. Please help. My, my family is in debt. Oh my God. Oh my God, David. Drowning under under the weight of debt, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> We're done. Okay, Thank you so much going. for listening. Tune in next Monday for our full episode on Drown Drown with our wonderful guest, Megan from on the volume one podcast where she's going to be reading more than one volume. Can she survive reading three volumes? <laughs> we'll find out. And also that was Doran, sure. Dororan, not Duran Duran, which David said Fucking again. whatever. I almost named our group chat hungry <laughs> like the wolf and I was like, Megan doesn't even remotely understand why it would be called that. Anyway, this has been David. This has been Jordan. And you've been listening to Shonen Flop. Keep on flopping, floppers. Bye. Yeah, bye.